Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, so glad that you're here today. We're going to talk about a really important topic, and that would be forgiveness. And have you ever noticed that we kind of throw around this term forgiveness like it's really easy to do, like it's not a big deal. And hey, if you are having trouble forgiving, you're not really a Christian, you know, and and you know, so what we do is we send everything underground. And today, by the time we're finished, you're gonna have a major tool to help you come to a place where you can really forgive somebody, like you're not just throwing it underground and you're not just pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. But we're going to give you a tool, a godly, biblically powerful tool that will help you navigate the difficult seasons, those times, those people that are like a thorn in the flesh that are just so difficult, the things that we keep hanging on to, that we keep rehearsing in our minds, all those things, those situations that have caused us so much pain. So you want to hang in there because as we walk through this, just really want to equip you to fight this battle because you are created for victory. And this is a battle that you must win. This whole concept of forgiveness, it's not based on whether we feel like it or that we don't. Nobody ever said it was easy. Well, people have said it's easy, but they're in denial because it is not easy. It is very, very difficult to do with the deep offenses, the deep woundies of our life but it's not impossible. Let me say a couple of things. Number one, if it was easy, the Lord wouldn't have focused on it so much in scripture. And, you know, number two, we look at how he modeled it for us, which says it's possible. Okay. It's since he put so much emphasis on it and basically says we have to forgive that that means that it's possible, but not necessarily in and through ourselves. So then we have to step back and we have to say, okay, Lord, how does this work? How do I do this? What's the path? So again, the attitude that it could be easy or you're not a good Christian if you're struggling to forgive, all that stuff that's been going on um, has caused a lot of people within the body of Christ to actually harbor unforgiveness because it's gone underground. Um, We've buried it. We've compartmentalized it. We've tried to excuse it away. And yet it sits there. And so then we don't experience the fullness of what happens when we forgive. Let me put this out there also. It will keep us from walking into the fullness of our God-given destiny, operating in the fullness of the gifts that he's called us to have. It will hold us back from having the impact because we're tethered to something that we should not be tethered to. So with that, let me say this. When we don't forgive, um, we're the ones that remain chained in the spiritual realm. Okay, it actually holds us in bondage, even though we'll do all these mind games thinking it holds the other person in bondage. It doesn't. It holds us in bondage. Um, You know, the unforgiveness, what it does, because we're holding on to something that we're not created to carry. And you can just say that I'm not created to carry unforgiveness. Okay, so when we hang on to that, when we it it goes, it's going to find a place to sit. It's going to find a place to rest. So sometimes it'll go into our emotions. It can, it can come out as anger. It can come out as frustration, um, you know, and, and other things like that. It can come out as depression. Or it can also, and or sometimes both, but it can also find a home physically where it settles physically in some 
um, some part of our body and then manifest in some form of a physical illness. Let me let me actually give you an example of that to help bring it to um, to you know all into understanding. I was on a mission trip, and I'm not, not going to say the country I was in. And I I taught on forgiveness that night, and it was quite a lengthy service. We went into the full teaching. And we prayed for a lot of people that night. I mean, the lines were out the door. We, the team just prayed and prayed and prayed, saw God do a lot of, a lot of um, amazing, amazing things as, as the change just fell off as people forgive. But what I really, what really stands out in my mind is something that happened the next day. You see, there had been a woman who came the night before on double crutches. I don't remember praying for her. I don't believe we had, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. But what I do know is she had heard the message of forgiveness, but she didn't act on it in the moment. She'd been deeply, deeply, deeply wounded by her father. And what happened is the seed had been planted through the message, okay? And that night, the Holy Spirit woke her up and lovingly but firmly told her that she'd never forgiven her father. And that actually her physical ailment, what she was dealing with, within both legs, not being able to walk, having to use double crutches, was actually a result of not forgiving her father for the abuse she had endured. And so she did it. She, you know, she, she put into practice the things that she had learned the night before. And she, she made a choice to say choice. She made a choice to forgive her father. And she walked in the next day without her crutches. She walked in normally. And so that's what I mean by sometimes we, you know, it, it plants itself, not, not all the time. That's not the cause of every physical illness. Let's not go there. It's not the cause of every emotional issue. Let's not go there. What we're saying is it can go underground, but it has to find a home. So it's going to plant itself. It's going to come out somewhere. We might think that we've boxed it up and put away. We might think that we've hidden it, but we haven't. Okay. It's like something dead that's eventually going to begin to speak, to stink because it's not something that we were created to carry. So accepting a life filled with unforgiveness will always leave us crippled or handicapped in some manner. Okay, so that begs a question, right? Okay, it's like, okay, I don't want this influence within me. I don't, I don't want to have to, you know, have that, that anger, the frustration or the physical ailment or however it manifests. I don't want that in my life. So how do I forgive when it's really, really so hard to forgive? How do I, how do I forgive the impossible to forgive? How do I forgive those really, really deep woundings? Or even some of you are saying, but you don't know. You know, I might not know what you've been through personally, but I do know what our God can do. But it also takes our cooperation. So are we willing to partner with him? You see, we know that Jesus hung on the cross, right? And in all the shame and agony that he was experiencing in that moment, he extended forgiveness to those who had caused him the pain. That was pretty major pain, okay? Pretty major, both in the humanness, it would have been major emotionally and spiritually. And we could say, well, he was God. He had that extra component. I really believe that when he hung on the cross, that was his human nature right there, okay? He felt, he felt felt the the you know all through that he felt the lashes of the whip he he felt his back against the cross he felt his hands and his feet being nailed he felt the humiliation being stripped okay all of that we can't hold it out here we have to say okay from a human standpoint what actually 
was he, you know, when he cried out for forgiveness to those around him, to those who had done that, which includes you and I, what was he feeling? Okay, so that's one thing. Another place we could go, if we feel like, okay, we're placing that one too distant, he's, you know, he's also God in human flesh and, you know, all these mind games that we go through. Let's take a look at Stephen. He's in Acts 7 and he goes and preaches this powerful, powerful sermon. And it's not well received at all. Okay, not at all. Um, rather than an altar call at the end, he gets stoned. You know, it's, it really is literally a kill the preacher moment. Literally, that's what was going on. The religious leaders, scripture tells us the religious leaders who were present were actually overtaken with rage. Okay, they were overtaken with rage. And in that moment, we know that the Holy Spirit filled Stephen. In fact, um, this is really, really key. For Second uh, Peter 1.3, so Second Peter 1.3 out of the Passion Translation, reminds us that everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Okay, everything you need for life and godliness has already been deposited within you by the Lord. Okay, you you carry it, you have it. The question is, for all of us, are we going to use it? Okay, are you going to use it? Am I going to use it? What's our choice going to be? Okay, so forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is also a choice. But when we go to Stephen, you see all of this that had been deposited in him by the Lord, everything that he needed for life and godliness came roaring to the surface in that moment. And what does he do? He fixes his gaze on heaven and he sees the glory and the splendor of God. In the midst of this, his body feels the pain of the stones hitting him. And as his body succumbs to the stoning, succumbs to death, he shouts, just say shouts. He shouts, he didn't whimper, he shouted, oh Lord, don't hold this sin against them. He extended forgiveness. In other words, he made a choice to forgive. He wanted their slate wiped clean from a spiritual perspective. A couple things to note, his choice to forgive was not based on their asking for forgiveness. His choice was based on a radical focus of God and an understanding of spiritual principles that far surpassed what he was feeling in that moment. You see, too often we base our choice to forgive on the actions of the other person. Yet again, as I keep saying, the choice to forgive actually lays totally with us. And you know what? We can get really annoyed with this, can't we? Okay, let's be honest. We can get really, really annoyed with that. Think about this, okay? As I was putting this together, I'm like, okay, I really, Lord, I really like an analogy for that. And what came to mind is years ago, I don't think they allow this anymore, but years ago, when they would train elephants for the circus, they would take the baby elephant and they would go and they would place a leg iron around its leg so it learned to stay still. It could, it learned, it was being conditioned that it couldn't go past whatever the, that link of chain was from the leg iron to the, the post in the ground, okay? Now, the thing is, is when an elephant's fully grown, that chain actually cannot hold it. It can't, but the elephant doesn't know that because the elephant's been conditioned to stay in one spot. The elephant 
the adult elephant does not realize it has the strength, the power, and the ability to break free, to break those chains and be free. So here's another key, the demonic, I want to keep us in bondage, I want to keep you in bondage, I want to keep me in bondage. And our own demand for justice our way also wants to keep us in bondage. Okay, so again, with these areas of deep hurt, how do we get to the point of forgiveness? How can we follow, follow that model that Stephen put before us or that Jesus put before us? How can we follow the commands? You see, forgiveness isn't a suggestion. It's actually a command within the word of God. So as we look at this, and as I've walked a lot of people through forgiveness from really, really difficult, difficult issues, it could, it could take a while to get to the point where we can stop all the head games with that, where, where we can you know, um, really forgive, where it really has lost its hold, where the chain is broken. Yeah, you know, I was watching a TV show the other night, and they were trying to break a, a chain and a padlock around a fence that was you know, holding it closed. And it took numerous hits for that chain link to break. Okay, and sometimes when it comes to forgiveness and that chain that we that has been that we bound ourselves in in the spiritual realm, it takes numerous hits before it breaks. That does not mean that it's going to break or, or not going to break cuz it didn't break the first time. It means that it didn't break the first time, so we keep going after it. We keep hammering it. We keep using the tools of the kingdom until it breaks. We do not get discouraged. We do not get frustrated. Our focus, our goal is on freedom and our focus and our goal then is on forgiveness. Of course, we have to understand what forgiveness is and what it is not, which is a whole nother teaching. But today I really wanted to give you a huge, huge key to help you in your journey. So I love how the Lord works because from a spiritual perspective, blessing stronger than the curse. Okay. Blessing always outweighs the curse and just say that blessing outweighs the curse. Okay. Blessing outweighs the curse. So we also know that when we align with the kingdom of heaven, when we align with the statutes of God, that things change, right? Okay, things begin to change. So the first step when you've been horribly wounded and find yourself in the land of pain and unforgiveness is to number one, make a conscious decision to align with the word of God. Make a conscious decision, an unrelenting conscious decision to align with the word of God, which also means that you're going to practice holding every thought captive. Okay, just say I'm going to practice holding every thought captive. Okay, that means now, now when we talk about holding every thought captive, that means that's a military concept as, as it's used in scripture. That means that we take captive the thoughts that don't belong there. Okay, we're going to take them captive. But we also, I also want to say we take captive the things of God. We take captive the statutes of the word of God. We take captive the promises of God. This, the promises of God, the fullness of God, that's what we meditate on. That's what we hold close to meditate on. This other stuff, the, the pain, the wounding, the suffering, the, the, all the other things that we want to, you know, try to use for excuses not to forgive. Those we put in a cell and hold them captive. Okay. Well, this is what we focus on is the fullness of who God is. Okay. So when that means that when we begin to rehearse everything that they did wrong, or we begin to demand justice, we push the stop button. Okay. We push the stop button. Why? Because there's a more powerful weapon in our arsenal. 
So again, we, we take that concept of holding every thought captive. I'm not saying it's easy. Remember, I said it's a military term, which immediately tells us that this is a battle. But remember, you're created for victory, which also means this is a battle that you're created to win. The third thing we do is we change the way that we pray. And this is what a lot of people have not realized. This is like a concept that we've missed. And that is, remember I said that blessings outweigh the curses? And you could be like, but look at what they did. I, I have no desire to bless them. Like, I don't even think God could bless them. All right. But what we do is we do this by using a strict biblical format. In Galatians 5, we have the fruit of the spirit. And what we teach people to do is begin to pray the fruit of the spirit over the one who's wounded them. In other words, it comes to mind what happened, what they did, or the, the desire for vengeance or justice comes to mind. You hit that stop button, you change directions, and you grab one of the fruits of the spirit. So let's just say we're going to grab peace. Okay, so so we grab that fruit of the spirit, and we look at it, and it says peace. So what we do is we're like, okay, Lord, I pray peace. I pray for your peace to totally flood over the person who wounded you. Okay, so to totally, we'll say it's me, to totally flood over Ruth. I pray, Father, that your peace would grow in their life and they would begin to walk in peace. That's it. That's it. Okay, you can grab another fruit off. You can keep going. But you become determined that the blessing will outweigh the curse. Now, what's happening as you do this? Okay, it's impacting your mindset. Because the more we do this, the more we begin to pray blessing over somebody then the pain has to begin to subside. The need for revenge subsides. The need to be right subsides. The demand for an apology subsides. All these other things come into submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ because you have aligned with scripture. You have aligned with the heartbeat of the Father. In the spiritual realm, we've seen major shifts when people begin to pray this way, like we've seen relationships restored that we didn't think could ever be restored. Now, caveat with that, the little fine print is I do understand not all re relationships can be restored. And just a little freebie here, restoration is not the same as forgiveness. Okay, let me say that again. Restoration is not the same as forgiveness. Okay, the, the way that you know that you've actually reached a point where you've forgiven is actually an absence of bitterness. That's your litmus test. There's been some incorrect teaching out there that the way that you know that you've stepped into, into forgiveness is when there's reconciliation. Not all relationships can be reconciled or should be reconciled. Okay, so you just have to keep, you know, you have to keep that in mind, keep that balance there. The litmus test is the absence of bitterness. Okay, so a couple of things. I need to wrap this up. I just want to give you a couple of things. Number one. If you want the whole in-depth teaching on forgiveness, okay, if you really want to learn what forgiveness is and what it is not, you can download this teaching by visiting the website, which is ruthhendrickson.com. And if you use the coupon code June 2022, so June 2022, then for the month of June, we will give you that teaching. It's our gift to you to help you grow, to help you learn to forgive, to help you break those chains to become a hammer to break those chains so that you can truly be free. The other thing that you may want to consider um, purchasing 
is a number of the praying over those who wounded us cards. And these are available on the website. And what most people do is they buy multiple because they find that they want a couple of copies, but they also give it away. What would happen if we really, if we really, really worked on learning to forgive? And so this has how to pray the fruit of the spirit. So it actually takes you through, because sometimes in our pain, it's so deep that we can't think, oh, I need to pull a piece of fruit off that tree. Okay, what one is it? Okay, now I need to be forgiven to pray that. And we need something that we can go through and it can feel rote, but that doesn't change the power that's behind it because we're praying straight scripture. So again, um, that website is ruthhendrickson.com. And I really want to encourage you to get the free download of the forgiveness teaching. Like I said, go to the website, coupon code good only for the month of June year 2022. Okay, coupon code June, J-U-N-E 2022. It's only good for a limited time. And then that'll be back up to full price. So go ahead and get that. Also, um, give some consideration to ordering the cards. Because here's the thing. No matter how badly you've been wounded, how deeply you've been wounded, God's plan is for you to walk in healing, wholeness, and freedom. Okay, let me say that again. No matter how badly you've been wounded, God's plan is for you to walk in healing, wholeness, and freedom. But to do this, we have to make a choice to forgive. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, forgiveness certainly wasn't our plan. It was your plan. As much as we want to be forgiven for the things that we've done wrong, it's so hard to forgive others for the deep, deep woundings. So, Father, we come before you right now, and and some of you just need to ask the Lord to help you get to the place where you're willing to forgive. Others of you need to ask the Lord to help you begin to process of forgiving. And some of you are right there where you've got your... You've got that hammer in hand and you're ready to break those chains and you have a determination and, and a focus to keep, to keep um, pounding at those until they're broken. No matter where you're at in the spectrum, the truth is you are created to walk in free. You are created to have victory over this. So Heavenly Father, we stand, we align yourselves with your word. And God, we will learn. We will learn because we do not want to be held captive. We want to walk in freedom. So, Lord, we just look to you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Once again, thank you for joining me today. And that coupon code, again, is June2022. Take advantage of that. And also just visit the website anyways and see what's on there. Check us out. Um, We have a lot of resources on there for you to help you as you grow. So have a phenomenal day and be so blessed. And remember, freedom is yours. You're created for victory and you are here for such a time as this. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.